Hello, welcome to the Paul and Griff show. You got myself, Paul, and you got myself, Griff. Oh, and here we are again. Yeah, going. baby. Yeah, he's <laughs> ready for it. Are you excited, Griff? I excited. It's been a while since we've done a comedy. It is. It's, it feels um, like it's been a while. Well, some of the films are laughable, but then after comedies, after like horror month and all that, like, yeah. It's um, just to break it up, relax it a bit. It is. We're going back to the 60s, to the 90s, to the noughties, as we do um, Austin Powers. That's exciting. I know. It's always always deemed um, Austin Powers as like a James Pond parody, but you forget about all the time travel involved in it. So is it a sci-fi comedy? A sci-fi spy comedy? Oh, mate, we'll get to all that. Don't worry. That's not in my notes. I'm totally reliant on you to bring it up. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, How are you anyway? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't got a PlayStation 5 and I'm okay with that. Um, Yeah, I'm all right. I was like glued to the telly at old Bojo's announcement, which didn't really teach anything. Um, How are you? Uh, Yeah, well, I'm also down at the PlayStation 5, but um, I'm willing to try one for a review. I didn't ever put a PlayStation 1 game on my PlayStation 4. That would make it PlayStation 5 graphics. Everyone seems to be playing PlayStation 4 games or PlayStation 5s. I think someone's like, oh, if you get like Spider-Man, like the new one, it's got like PlayStation 5 version as well. And I'm like, I love that, but I'm not someone who plays the game more than once I've completed it. I don't know. I don't like playing them in different difficulties. I feel like once I've done the story, I thought I thought the new Spider-Man game was exclusive to PlayStation Five, but it's not. So there's not that many exclusive PlayStation Five titles. I'm happy to wait till next summer when it's all calmed down. More games are out, and my friends news. and my friends have it. <laughs> I say well, friends. Yeah. I say friends until you've got it. Yeah, friends or. We'll work out. We'll buy each other one. It has brought Apple TV to PlayStation 4, which has changed everything. I say it's changed everything. I've been able to watch the morning show, which is quite good. The morning show is good. So, um, yeah. That's that's something, isn't it? That's exciting. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll we'll keep people updated with the PlayStation 5, have we, haven't we, every week. But before we get there, we have... Actually, I might as well tell what's coming up on the show this week. This week, we're dissecting Austin Powers, and we're also going to be looking. We'll see how I worded this. I say, I thought it'd be a tongue twister. We just see how you put your post on the episodes. <laughs> well, no, it is basically because obviously he plays everyone, doesn't he? So we thought we'd go for the same sort of thing. So there's top six films where one actor played multiple characters in one scene. That's the one. That's the one. And we've managed to find six of these. There's probably right. more. Probably more. They're, they're probably the six most famous ones. I don't know. There's a multiple in movies, but these are the best singular ones. But I guess we'll explain that when we get close to the time, which is nearer the end of the show. But before we get all that, we have to start like we do every week, and that's with this week's movie news. Bum, bum, bum. And 
I mean, we got some we've got some trailers. We got um, Tom and Jerry the movie trailer, which doesn't look too shabby actually. Um, I think it's the first time been in a movie since 1991. I was going to say since um, the last one. Since the last one, um, <laughs> and it, it looks quite funny. It kind of looks like they've gone their own separate ways, and basically, Jerry's like terrorizing some hotel so they've hired Tom to get rid of him but I don't think they realise that they know each other I don't know, it, it, it looks funny it's got quite a strong cast of what I've it's seen got, it's got a stronger cast than what I imagined it would obviously it's got a bit of nostalgia in there um, it's going to have a bit of humour live action, I think it's their first live action film it's first live action I don't like the idea that there's other and obviously, there's some animated elephants in it. I'm not sure. Of course, there is. I'm not, of course, there is. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of that. I just want Tom and Jerry to be the ones that are. Yeah. Um, it's got Chloe Grace Moretz in it from Kick Ass fame. Michael yeah. Pina, who's what hasn't he been in really? Um, yeah. Ant Man. It's even got Ken Young. He, lo- he loves a. He loves a good comedy. So, yeah, as you say, like, it's a lot more than we get, than I thought we'd get. Um, coming out 5th of March 2021 in the UK, um, subject to change, um, which I'll add. It, it looks a lot of fun. Um, and as long as it is fun, I've not seen a Tom and Jerry cartoon in many, many years. I did have the, um, the race cars from the original film. Which of the race cars? Well, yeah, not as in like to play with because it's past my time, but I think I bought them cheap in Woolworths in a whole, hey, these could be worth money one day. So I've still got them in a packaging somewhere. So this could be. This is it. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Well, yeah, this is what I've been training for my whole life. So obviously, if you tune in one week and it's just the Griff show, then it's probably because sold off for that Tom and Jerry money. Because he's sold out. eBay, I'm coming for you, baby. But yeah, 5th of March, um, the trailer looks pretty good. Um, check it out. Um, we got another trailer for a film called Chaos Walking, which again also has an amazing cast, but I ain't got a fucking clue what it's about. It's very confusing. I can't work out it. So it's got Tom Holland in, Daisy Ridley, and Mads Mikkelsen. I worked that um, out as well. And Nick, and Nick Jonas. Um, and it's like Tom Holland's thinking, but he's thinking out loud. And I, I, I have no idea. It's about a dystopian world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words and sounds called noise. Uh, I, I, I must admit, like, I'm, I'm confused. And at the moment, it's a kind of, I'll wait for it to be on free TV. To, and even then, I may not even, I'll wait to see what the critics say. It doesn't feel like the film you've been crying for, does it? Going, yes, it's happening. Um, name two other films with a Jonas brother in. Jumanji. Yeah. And, and... Do it, do it. Oh. Come on. Oh, fucking hell, I keep thinking High School Music. It's not, what's it, Cam no. Rock? Yes, there we go. Both covered by this show. Exactly, see, we are Jonas's. I'm still trying to sing in my head, roaring this together, but that's, again, High School Musical. Yeah, it's the power, and we also did that as well. Look at that, oh. Look at that three episode plugs in one shitty movie trailer. 
what's, what it's all about, isn't it? It's what it's all about. Um, and and to, to to finish off like our, I call it trailers, but it's not really a trailer. So you found this, and it's kind of actually there's two trailers actually, and they're both shocking news. Um, we'll do we'll do this one first though. So they've released the Saved by the Bell theme song. The updated for, theme song. The updated theme song, and what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> I've never felt so emotionally detached from a show before it even happens, just based on the music. They've slowed down the whole tempo. They've, and even the bits I thought they were going to go into, they didn't. uh... You know what? I know what? Very rarely does the sound distract me about what I'm seeing, but I couldn't even care about the cast popping up on the screen. No, even though I did notice that, like we said before, only um, Slater and Jesse were in there. Yeah. No, because it wasn't the anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, which is obviously... Which oh, backs up what you were saying before about only two episodes where we've got Zach and Kelly in. Exactly. And this kind of... I don't think Slater and Jesse are good enough to carry the show. It's terrible. If you want to check it out, it's called Saved by the Veil theme song, remixed with Lil Yachty. I'm sure Lil Yachty's very talented. But he has done a crime against nineties TV. Um, if and they also, had a bell at the end, ding, ding, then ding, we would ding, have ding, been ding. saved by the bell. So we would have saved us from it continuing. That would have been quite apt, wouldn't it? I wouldn't even mind it, right? If they kind of changed a little bit of lyrics, like to go with modern times, because obviously my dog ate my homework, blah blah blah. But like nowadays, homework's on laptops. Um, <laughs> same kind of um, yeah, just terrible, just terrible. And also, what didn't really excite me, we've got a brand new trailer for Justice League: The Snyder Cut trailer two, which uses the same music. Uh-huh. I, I anything that was new, like didn't really excite me again. Oh, just yeah, I just I just hated it. Um, I'm I'm not I'm at a stage where I'm not excited, but I'm also not not excited. I'm just like, look, release it, don't release it. We need to move on with our lives now. If this is happening, let's make it happen. If it's not, let's all just crack on. Now, the money spent on it is like ridiculous, and if it, if it flops, Zach Schneider's just going to be rubbing his hands, going, "I don't care. I've got all this money in my pocket." Is it in black um, and white? No, I think the trailer, trailer well, there's a trailer in black and white, a trailer in colour. I don't think, I hope it's not all in black and white. Four hours of black and white. What's that, Sin City? That was good. They have announced that um, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out of cinemas and HBO Max December 25th. Um, I don't Day. know, I don't know if we're getting it. I don't know if it's HBO Max for free. I don't know if it's HBO Max premium. I, I have no idea. Um, it's the plan to keep families separate at Christmas. We're not getting HBO Max, and I thought about this because in, in a group chat with some other podcasts, and I said we're not getting HBO Max over here because that is Sky Atlantic's baby. Sky Atlantic has all the HBO programs. As soon as you get HBO Max over here, Sky have lost their unique channel. Because hmm. that's the only reason why, like Sky Game of Thrones, like because you can't get. Sky Atlantic on BT or Virgin. 
So there's got to be like rights reasonings why we're not getting HBO Max. So yeah, let me know. That's just my 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 thoughts on it. Really, um, a couple of other movie headlines I've kind of found out. Um, Marvel aiming to shoot Black Panther sequel in July. I think it's too soon. Um, which obviously everyone probably knows why. Um, I'm not saying they have to retire the character, but if I don't know, it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? I mean, whatever they're planning to shoot, surely is is a rescripting of the movie. They must have had a plan for Black Panther two. Whatever they plan to shoot has to be a massive draft change. Unless they plan to use a lot of CGI to pass it over yeah. or something at the beginning, like they've done with other films. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how they tackle it. And um, we've been teased with Deadpool 3 as well, with Wolverine claws on the poster. Well, three, three sort of slices on the poster that could be interpreted as Wolverine claws. It could be. But, it, could be. but this is, you know, Deadpool are known for frying out. Um, Red herrings. So that could be anything. Really interesting. Oh, yeah, and Robert England's going to be in um, Stranger Things season four, yeah. which I'm excited about. Yeah. That would be fun. Oh, and we're getting Coming to America uh, in Amazon Prime in 2021. I thought we we're getting it December. But yeah. Travel ban, isn't it? I'm kind of, yeah. <laughs> Travel ban. Um, that, that's got big, massive expectations, which I hope it doesn't flop. Um, but we'll see. Um, going for a little bit of this week in history in 1942, Casablanca, directed by Michael Curtis and starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, premieres at Hollywood Theatre, New York City. He won the Best Picture Award in um, 1943. Vote for it. Um, in 1943, the last Julie Garland, Mickey Rooney movie. Girl Crazy released. Yeah. I watched the I watched Judy the other day. I didn't realise just how how sad her life was later on in life. Uh, it's a very good movie. Um, 2018 DC superhero film Aquaman, directed by James Wan, starring James Momoa and Amber Heard, premieres in London, which is just four underwater. Yeah. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's just um, not a cool character, isn't it? No. Here's one topical. In 1991, The Undertaker beats Hulk Hogan to become the new WWF champion. Happy retirement, Undertaker. Happy retirement. Well, 30 years ago, he debuted, didn't he? So it's very, he did. It's all topical. It was a very nice nice uh, moment of old Paul Bearer on the um, hologram. I was very much against like hologram, bringing people back from the dead for things. But you know what? I thought that moment was quite special. It was different. It's not cashing in on a concert, is it? It was a... There's an act farewell. It's not. No, because there's talks of what's his name brought back um, Kim Kardashian's dad as a hologram. Kanye West. Yeah, I saw it. Which is... That's deep. That's deep. Um, nice speech, though. Actually, quite a nice video, to be fair. But I understand it's weird. Yeah. In 2013, Frozen, the highest grossing animated film of all time. Oh, let it go. Starring Indina Menzel and Christian Bale's released... Oh. Demi Lovato did an iconic song. Um, in 1997, the final episode of Beavis and Butthead aired on MTV 
Love a bit of Beast and Bite. <laughs> um, and in 2012, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, the first of the Hobbit film series, directed by Peter Jackson, by Martin Freeman and Ian McKellen, premieres in Wellington, New Zealand. Excluding the... Is... Um, sorry, go on before you finish it. Excluding the film, can you remember one episode of Beast and Bite? Yes. One episode I always remember, and it's always in my mind, is when... They call up, they call up a sex line, and it's not the woman on the poster. And then basically, they beg her to put her phone like under her butt. Anyway, that woman falls asleep for several hours, wakes up, think what realizes she's still like sitting on her phone, listens to it, and can still hear Beavs and Butthead go like <laughs> getting all excited. I've got on the DVD. Oh, love a bit of beast and bird. I remember the game where you had to spit as far as you could, or like spit on top of people's heads. I remember the game, and you build up to a greenie, and you green and someone's. Oh, games like that, I don't think like we get past now. No, no, it wouldn't be allowed. Oh. oh, see now you can wrap it up. Now I can wrap it up, and that was this week in history. Which leaves us only one more thing to do. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do this. Of course, it is time to dissect Austin Powers, the man of mystery. The international man of mystery. And behave. It's a tragic impression. Um, Griff, this was the synopsis and facts. So, Austin Powers. the palette. Austin Powers, international man of mystery, a world-class playboy and part-time secret agent from the 1960s, emerges after 30 years in cryogenic state to battle with his nemesis, Dr. Evil. It came out the 5th of September, 1997 in the UK and premiered. The 29th of April, 1997, in Los Angeles, California. 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 It was directed by Jay Roach, and it was written by none other than Mike Myers. It starred also Mike Myers as Austin Powers, stroke Dr. Evil, Elizabeth Hurley as Vanessa Kensington, Michael York as Basil Exposition, Mimi Rogers as Mrs. Kensington, Robert Wagner as number two, Seth Green as Scott Evil, um, Fabiana and Dino as a lot of vagina, and Mindy Sterling as Frau Farbissima, and making his movie debut, Will Ferrell as Mustafa. Yeah, it started it all. The big his big screen debut. Um, hmm. It had a budget of $16.5 million, making $9.5 million this opening weekend, but worldwide gross, $67 million. Obviously, Mike Myers, already a household name from the Wayne's World movies. This was... His, I, know I, know murderer. I know he did. I married a Max Murderer. That kind of bombed a little bit. He hadn't done Shrek yet. This was his second throw. I feel... So, Rex Road are kind of bombed, or it wasn't that kind of comedy. 
So rather than the Wayne's World Three, we got a um, Austin Powers movie, which can only describe as kind of James Bond spoof with touch of time travel in there and a lot of sexual innuendos. And um, all in all, um, a lot of fun. Very lot of fun. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? If I'm honest, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been so like sort of divided. At the time, it was like I remember it being hilarious. Everyone was doing impressions. It was like the cool film. Everyone's seen it. Everyone sort of, especially the age I guess we would have been. It was very much like everything was hilarious. Mm. Watching it now, it's not number one. Like jumping all over the place. Number one's still a lot of fun. But by number three, I feel like I'm a little bit over it. No, three, three, I feel they, they rolled the dice too much. Two, again, like we're jumping around a bit. Two, two I think, was good because they made the clever idea of um, giving us more Doctor Evil. Yeah, and exactly. A, and, there's, and there's a lot of, like, sketchy... One kind of... Probably, I suppose, arguably, even though I do think, spoiler, two's the best... One feels more like a complete movie. Um, it's good with time travel and a lot of penis pump jokes. Um, th- th- there's a lot of good funny moments, and there's a lot of if you're not, if you're a big fan of James Bond, you just see that there's the whole stuff where he's dining him before killing him, where Scott Evil's like just kill him. Um, mm. Again, Blofeld was Doctor Evil. A lot of a lot of vagina, which is obviously supposed to be pussy galore. It, it's very heavily James Bond jokes. Number two, because um, obviously you do have number two in Thunderball. It's and just the whole take the Mickey, obviously where he's hairy, like Sean Connery was, and everyone wants to sleep with him. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Whereas when we get to number two, two felt. Like you're getting a bit more like sketches. It is a movie. He's own his own established character. He's established character. It is a movie, but you get more sketch sketches within the movie, like with the mm. whole shadows in the tent, which is hilarious. Um, I I remember, I remember more. I don't really remember the first one coming out. Um, we would only have been. Let's try and work this out. 92. It would have been 15. So not really kind of... It, it was a 15. But I don't remember seeing this at the cinema. But I remember when number two came out, so the spy shagged me, it was very cleverly marketed. So we had the advert, but obviously came out the same year as Star Wars Episode One, And he had like an overhead thing, like going through space. And you thought it's another trailer for Star Wars. Yes. And you see the bald, the, the guy, the bald head, and he goes, oh. And he turns around going, expecting someone else. And it was all like, if you see one film this year, see Star Wars. If you see two films this year, see Austin Powers. <laughs> the Spy Shag Me. Because they know, like, you're going to watch, like... I remember that. That was really clever. That was really clever. Um, it added, like, Vern Troy as Mini-Me. We also had Mike Myers also brought brought in a new character called Fat Bastard, which is funny. Heavy Heather Graham as Felicity Shagwell. Um, so that was really good. Two was I think it, it just it just peaked 
It was it was very funny. So one and two are the strongest entries, and then number three with gold member, just kind of, I think it was just a little bit too much. Because you had the songs in 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 two, with um, just the two of us, Doctor Evil, me, me. Yeah, but my my thing is like, like I think I'd agree. I think number two overall was my go-to when I had to watch them back. That was probably the first one I watched because it's probably my most enjoyable. But I can tell why a lot of people would like number one. But even when they did the song in number two, just the two of us, I didn't mind it. When they did like Hard Not Life in number three, I found it quite cringy. It is quite cringy. And, you know, I, I, had, the, I had the soundtrack to Spy, Spy Shag Me on CD because you also had Lenny Kravitz... Um, American, American woman, woman, which is the main version, and is it Madonna, mysterious yeah. girl, maybe beautiful stranger, or something like that. Yeah, um, two was heavy marketed, which was probably leads to its massive success. Madonna, the only um, person to do a song for Austin Powers and James Bond. Oh yeah, very clever, and then. Yeah, number three, um, I didn't like the character of Goldmember. I think he took it away from Dr. Evil. I definitely didn't like Michael Caine as Nigel Powers. That that storyline was cringe and the whole, like, we're kind of brothers. And just everything's forgiven. Uh, I just think that they, they, they like, pushed too much, obviously. Um, and then Mini-Me kind of joins the good guys. It it just got a bit, a bit messy. Des- and obviously Beyonce... Yeah, I thought yeah, Beyonce did all right. I just, I just feel bad that she was in that one. Yeah, I, I feel like they had all the greatest ideas of number two because that led um, to her first solo single, didn't it? It did, it did. Which is probably the biggest thing that came out from it all, really. But they, they all made like ridiculous amounts of money. Like the third one had a budget of sixty-three million, and that made two hundred ninety-six million. What did number two make? Who did number two work for? Number two had a budget of 33 and it made the most money 312 million, so it had quite a low budget. It just some of the gags were really, really simple and really funny. And you don't have to know, like, obviously, you had Jerry Springer in number two. Number two kind of it, it just works. There's a lot of like sketches. I found, um, I, I was left with number two, like. It was meant to be this character that kind of defined the 60s. Mm. But I was left with a film that I felt massively defined the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're sitting there, they got Jerry Springer on. Um, he's trying to connect to AOL, internet. Everything just screamed, screamed like late 90s, um, early 2000s. And it's kind of weird because it was meant to be like a nod like the 60s kind of that was his character but the truth is you actually time stamped as the perfect mm. late 90s 2000 film because all the bits that you try to shout as the future we all now see as the past yeah. because it was too time stamped yeah you know I mean, how like back yeah. to the future just did whatever they wanted and none of it's really relevant so you can't really time stamp anything no, and it doesn't work out for all the time travel. And obviously, because he has a new girl in each movie, 
which again maybe just because of the Bond films per se, he doesn't like kind of interact with them again in the others. Yeah, yeah, you got Elizabeth Hurley, who's a fembot at the beginning of the second one. Just, I just don't know why you wouldn't bump into like his old kind of Elizabeth Hurley's mum when he goes yeah. back in time. There's a lot of time jumping, and they kind of ignore it. But Doctor Evil is the kind of star of the show, apart from like the third movie. It's just, just, just very clever. Do you know? Do you know who's originally? So I know we're discussing it later about actors playing like multiple parts. Did you know that Mike Myers wasn't going to play Doctor Evil? Oh, really? Who do you reckon he wanted? Uh, I think someone who's massive late nineties, comedy uh, actor, like Steve Martin. Steve Martin would have been a good shout. He wanted, he wanted Jim Carrey. Oh, that would been so over the top. And Jim, Jim Carrey um, turned it down to make Liar Liar. So oh. Mike Myers thought, I'll, I'll just do it myself. Which worked um, out better for him. <laughs> yeah, better for him. Um, and then we got more and more, more and more characters. It's, yeah, I just don't know how, as you say, it would have been like, a little bit over the top. I mean, even like um, number two, where they make reference to they invested in a small coffee shop, Starbucks. <laughs> now, obviously, Starbucks is still going strong, but that could have died of death. And I, I could have. Joe, you know, it could have been the oh my god, you remember Starbucks kind of moment. Uh, we almost got an animated TV series. HBO greenlit it and everything. And then um, nothing, it just got cancelled before it was even made. So I, I, I don't know how good that or, that would have been. It, I mean, the jokes would have worked as a TV show. Yeah. It, again, it's just sketches, isn't it? That's the thing. But also like with the, um, the kind of adult theme to it, how could you do that as a, as a cartoon? Yeah. yeah. It would have been, it'd been rough. I mean, Clerks you know, struggled massively. You know, South Park, adult things, but they take a different route. They're not so sort of sexually orientated. So I yeah. think they would have, I think it would have struggled. It would, it would have struggled. And I don't think it got a market for like kids anime. Unless it is, unless it was a cartoon aimed at adults. Yeah, but it's still like, it's not, well, it's just still, it's not the same, is it? No, not the same at all. Like you said, it's uh, just sketches. But, but uh, it's a trilogy. They are like fun movies. I say the third one's a bit more cringe. Uh, before like rewatching them, the only thing I really remembered about number three was the kind of intro where Tom Cruise is playing um, as it's like a movie within a movie trailer, and obviously he goes to Steven Spielberg like I change it a bit, and Steven Spielberg holds his Oscar up and went, "We we think different." I was the only thing really, I kind of the real thing I remembered from it, and then rewatching it, there is a lot of forgettable stuff because Gold Member's just apart from he loves gold. It just yeah, um, it, like I said, it's, it's a strong franchise and it's left to a lot of um, fancy dress parties and impersonations and all bits like that. But it, it was always a character in a film that was going to run its course. It was. I, the, only, the only thing I thought what was good that came full circle was he finally got his sharks with laser cannons. 
in yeah. the third one. That was really the only thing I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Because in the first one, it's a um, mutated sea bass, which leads to like funny stuff. And obviously, the, the tracks are going really, really slow. It just, yeah, it, Mike Myers is a great um, comedy or, actor. Um, what's, what, what, what's the thing where he's, he stuck down the little alley and he's trying to reverse the car? <laughs> that's that's always good. There's still a great little meme now where it just lasts forever. That is great. And um yeah, it was just loads of stuff in the second one. Like the song, he just like her sleeping with um fat bastards. I ain't seen my dick in ten years with nothing declared legally dead. <laughs> yeah, number Again, two is <laughs> number two's got like probably the the funniest moments and the like. I think one as a as a movie works the best. Well, but I two... feel like number one was dipping their toe in the water, going, "Can we get away with this?" Then there was success, and then number two, they were like, "Oh my god, we can get away with this. Let's just go for it." And number three was a bit like, "How do we?" I, I, I do like but, a number two, cause... and I have to mention it if any of my workmates listen, because we've got somebody who works with us called Johnson, and it always reminds us of the stuff where <laughs> they're looking up at this guy. We got a massive Johnson, <laughs> just like Pecker. But that, 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 those moments are pretty funny. Yeah, they keep it going, which is good. It comes back to it. I, I always imagine, I always remembered like someone actually saying at the end what it was, though. But obviously, I, I just dreamt that. Oh, the end, the end goes, <laughs> just feel like a, it just feel like a little prick mini me. <laughs> just, it's one thing to have me. There's nothing to have my mini me. It just, uh, Fern Troy was a great character actor, and it was gutted that like he died. Did he die early this year, or was it late last year? Last I know he's not been long gone. Um, Fern Troy left. Off. It is. I oh, done in 2018. Okay, neither. I was fascinated that he he played the stunt double for Baby's Day Out, which is. Just crazy, just crazy stuff. But Austin Powers gave him um, probably his first like major role, um, especially talking role. Because in Men in Black is like Alien Sun. Yeah, again, the stunt double in the Men in Black movie, which again is in the archives. I think Austin Powers by Shaggy is his first kind of main speaking, like starring role. What's his main role? Because like we said, obviously get to it later on, but he got like a lot of figures and toys from it so it's the biggest mm. the biggest role that he would have got from it so and there was talk of a fourth movie but I don't know with the loss of Vern Troy if we'll ever get one because Mini Me is a very important part of the the franchise where they are yeah I'm guessing that would be with um, is it Seth as a bad yeah it'd have to wouldn't it so yeah, because at the end of number three, he, he's all bald, ain't he? Old Seth Green, Scott Evil. Yeah. It's just so funny. It. Random task as well in the first one, rather than odd job. There's just so many different... They're a lot of fun. If you like your comedies, if you like Wayne's World, you're probably going to like this. I, I, can, I can imagine it being a lot of fun in the um, the script writing rooms when you're coming up with alternative names. They'll probably all have their giggle coming up with them. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine that'd be fun, like throwing out names and sort of trying to find alternatives. Because obviously, Spy Shaggy was obviously playing words of the spy. <laughs> oh, 
What do you call it? Inspire Love Me. That's why I love me, that's it. I'm the Bond fan. Mine went completely blank. And obviously Gold Member and Goldfinger. It's um yeah. That they have they aged well? Something's not very right because all he wants to do is shag shag people. But I think there's enough in there that's still funny um today. I think it ages well for nostalgia. I think if a new person had never seen it before watched it, I don't know if they would find it funny. I don't. I, I, it's I, very much it's very much comedy of that time, I think. No, 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 you're right. It's it's like Wayne's World as well. I don't know if Wayne's World holds up to people like watching it young. Because again, it's very much yeah. It's it's comedy of the time, and it's not it's not a bad thing. It's just um, okay if you lived then, they were sort of very much the sort of jokes and and stuff like that you'd find hilarious. I don't know now if people growing up with I, I don't know I might be wrong. They should put it on TV. Let's find out. Let's find out. Um, we did ask the people of Twitter, and Austin Powers came out as the best of the three with sixty nine percent. Austin Powers to twenty three percent, and Austin Powers three as eight. I just think three like the momentum like really slows down. I, I don't like the whole father son kind of plot and Doctor Evil's the brother and. But I even business. feel like um, uh, what's um the son's evil. Yeah, I feel his character runs course in the in the third one. Yeah, he does, and just um, how do I know, crazy Dutch bastard? He goes, gonna can I paint his balls gold? Yeah, <laughs> just, it's it's just I know I'm laughing about it now, but yeah, hard not life isn't as um quotable as. Just the two of us. But it's not that it, like, it, it just it went on for just too long, it felt like. I could probably still sing the words to like when the moment had a foul, Shared had a clone. It's just I, I I only watched Hard Not Life song today and I still don't know any of the words and I still don't really care. Well yeah, it's just it's got that like, like I said, I just sort of um I just found it awkward. It wasn't I it wasn't there in tears like I imagine I would be, just sort of like, oh god. We did get some video games, though. Were there actually video games? I say video games uh, with, a, with a loose tongue. Was it we, we, for the Game we, Boy? We got, we got for the Game Boy. We got um, Austin Powers Operation Trivia on the PC Macintosh. We got Austin Powers Overhave on the Game Boy Color. I knew there was one for the Game Boy. Austin it. Powers Welcome to My Underground Lair on the Game Boy Color. And Austin Powers pinball on the PlayStation and PC. That's rough, remember, though, isn't it? I don't remember Obehave at all. What kind of game was it? Um, loads of mini games, including this mini game. The player plays as Austin Powers in a scroll-scrolling adventure game inspired by the movie series. Mini game involves the player climbing obstacles and dispatching foes in an effort to find their way to the end of each level. Oh. One of those mini games is bloody rock, paper, scissors. You would have paid 50 quid for this. Get home, like, fancy playing rock, paper, scissors. That's rough, isn't it? Um, those are video games. There's some, there's some awesome toys. Yeah, I mean, we, we found some uh, good toys. Well, I'd say more like um, sort of statues, I guess, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. But um, let's have a quick little butchers of some of the things we found. So, going from obviously Funko's. Standards. They've got some great little Funkos as they always do. 
But at the time, there were sort of figurine statues of um, the Austin Powers, him in his sort of red pants. Him in his red pants looks really good. That, that one stands out to me massively. Yeah, obviously, Dr. Even Mini-Me in the same sort of pose, so you can put them next to each other, which is good. And I guess they, uh, I guess they have sound as well. Like they, they have. Parties. They come on the. They come on the sound platforms. That's pretty sick. So they would have platforms you'd press it and do the sound. Um, you had like a couple of two things, like um, like a mini me and sort of um, Doctor Evil when he's sort of pushing on his little cart. Oh, that has sound clips as well. Come mini me. I'm not to away your insolence. Um, some bobbleheads. Which bobbleheads I guess, which I don't know, it feels like it fits the movie. Um, yeah, they, are all from, they are all from the Spy Shagney. I see the Spy Shagney seem to be like like so heavily marketed. Well, I like remember Goldmember like... having half the kind of marketing that um, the Spy Shagney had. Yeah, well, like I said, I feel like one was, um, you know, just, oh, let's make it be a laugh. And then once it hit the success and they thought, hold on, let's have a bit of this. And by number three, like I said, apart from Beyonce single, I can't remember anything outside of it actually being a success. No, no. The latest is, <laughs> the latest is in 2020. Um, they're still interested in doing a full film. I just don't know if. Can you imagine how rough that would be, though? Yeah, I just don't think it's age. I don't think. I it's mean, like unless... they, even though I love them, can you imagine people? I don't think people could stand if they made another Naked Gun movie like now which they couldn't like, do but that comedy is that era that I mean, airplane only, yeah i mean the only way you could get away with it i guess if you put him in modern day and you make it so awkward for him that the whole thing is him trying to get back home where they, they, they you know something happens they couldn't do the time travel and he realized he couldn't fit in 2020 so the whole film was him you know trying to get home and i don't know I don't know how it would work. It just wouldn't fit in. I don't think it would fit in the modern universe. You know, there'd just be jokes about him on Facebook and dating sites and stuff like that. I guess you'd try and do jokes like that, but apart from that, I couldn't really. No. We'll we'll see if we do get. I'd, I'd rather like. Obviously, he's made a lot of money from Shrek. A lot of money. Um, Mm. I'd rather Wayne's World Three again. I think it's similar. I don't know if the comedy's there. Like, it's aged well for a new audience. Well, I guess we'll find out the success of Bill and Ted, isn't it? That's a good guinea pig for Wayne's world. He's a very, like, I've heard some people love it. I've heard some people have been like, eh, wasting my time watching it. But um, haven't seen it, so I can't really comment yeah, on we'll, it. Yeah, we'll get to it one day. Obviously, it's something we've always mentioned multiple times, so we're definitely on our, on our radar. But um, normally we like to fantasy book things like sort of films and um, games, what they could do. But I didn't know he could do a game like this. Remember that game Larry, Larry Suit Larry? Yeah, so wrong. And I, I'm saying it's the only kind of game you could do like this, right? That is the only kind of game you could do about it. Oh, Larry Suit Larry, Jesus Christ. Maybe you have to go and buy like mint condoms and things like that. Yeah, if you've never alleged it, Larry, just 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 Don't. just Google it, and you'll be like, "Oh my God, they made a video game like this." As you know, it must be the first ever adult video game, right? Yeah, that's mental. I don't even know. I think the first mission was you trying to find a condom. Yes, I said mint condoms. I'm sure it was. 
sure. was that Monkey Island, but Adult Monkey Island. Oh, just, just... just point-and-click point game, even though they, they, they need to come back. I used to love point-and-click games. I mean, that's not going to make it into the I swear you had store. to. I swear, Fletcher Larry, didn't you have to answer some quiz to prove you're old enough to be able to play it? I'm sure you did, yeah. I'm sure you had to, like... Oh, they were the days. They were the like, days. Mental feel. But yeah, it'd have to be something like that. Obviously not as intense, but that sort of feel and vibe. Mm. I think. But um yeah, I don't know where you go with like the next movie. Like I said, it'd have to be you know, putting him in the modern day and making him so out of place. Yeah. But there's this core people that sort of love him or something. I don't know. So I'll bring back some of the other girls. I I just I, or I don't know. I don't know. They do some clever thing. the things they never tried to do, like which of course we're going to mention soon, like the whole Back to the Future two thing, really, where they kind of interact. I know they do at the end of number two, where they kind of go back in time a little bit and bump into their other alter egos or kind of watch, but they haven't really gone overboard with it. I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think we will get another one. Um, we do. Modern day, modern day might be fun with apps and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, it would have to be a. He's in the modern day and he's out of place and he sort of goes to sort of raves to party and all that, but it doesn't work out. It just be very careful. Agreed. It's a different world now. Mm. Yeah. That's Austin Powers, really. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. it's Austin Powers. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he said it's, it's a fun film. Um, it'd be interesting to get a modern sort of take on it. I mean, obviously, we've got the nostalgia value it helps push through, but um, yeah, from mm. our standpoint, I think it, it's fun to go back and watch it. I think that just leaves us with a little um, top six, if you're ready to have a go at that. Multiple top six. Okay, so of course, this week's top six is I need to find how to describe it again. It's going to come back <laughs> to haunt me. It's a massive sentence, wasn't it? It was a massive sentence. I've got a top Did six you... films where one actor played multiple characters in one scene. <sighs> well, no, because you have to be so precise. If this is one actor who played multiple characters, you start to get like, you know, your face-offs and all this kind of jazz in there. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfight. The, the beauty is they have to be like in the same scene or it's sort of... Yeah, they Pointless. share the screen. Sorry, they share the screen with the other character. Exactly. With the other... So you got um, Austin Powers, Mike Myers, and Doctor Evil. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's contradicting what you said. Why? There's not two Mike Myers, is there? Oh, two characters. Yeah, Mike Myers and Doctor Evil. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah but, uh, no, but Austin Powers is the film. That's it. Yeah, Austin Powers is the film. Mike Myers plays two characters. Oh, um, legend Tom Hardy obviously played the um, the Cray twins. Not a professor Eddie Murphy obviously played um, the Clumps. Um, Back to the Future Two Michael J. Fox um, who also played his with the family scene didn't son, they? He played his son and his daughter around the yeah. dinner table. Yeah. Parent Trap Lindsay Lohan, which I think may have been okay, not that Parent Trap, but the original Parent Trap was probably the first ever kind of. Unless they were by twins, but Lindsay Lohan. And then we have in the social network, we have Army Hammer 
who played the twins. Yeah. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. So is that um my number six is by default is a social network just because I've never really seen it. So it's hard for them to place them anywhere higher on my list. That is a very, very fair shout. Um, <laughs> my number six is, it's a very strong six, um, but I think my number six probably has to go with the parent trap, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, it's fun and everything, but it's the parent trap. And it's been done before. It's a remake. Yeah, my number five is Parent Trap. I mean, I'm trying to base my list on performances and not films. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's decent for a young age. I think she did really well. But I think there was there was stronger performances. My number five is Mike Myers and Austin Powers. I, I think mainly because, like, they wasn't done that cleverly. Mm. Um, you can see, like, in the backgrounds, trying to, and some of the scenes just, it, it was a, the other films have just done it a lot better. And I think because they had the budget for it. But yeah, my number five is um, Austin Powell's um, with Mike Myers. Um, my number four, I'll give it to um, Back to the Future. With it's my number four as Michael, well. Michael J. Fox, way ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. So clever. Way ahead of time, um, but my only hold up with it is just one scene. It is just one scene. So that's why um, I think it's done well to get number four, to be honest, because it is just one scene when others are like throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So very, very, very clever scene. Um, it's the pizza hydration scene. It is an iconic scene. Um, happy 31st birthday, Back to the Future 2. Yeah, which is also in our archives. Number three, uh, I went for Austin Powers. I mean, obviously, the, the only credit that I can say to this is by the end of the film, you almost forgot that he was playing them all. Yeah, so I'll give that as like a, as a credit, but I just think there was better, better scenes with multiple people. So, yeah, yeah. Um, my number three is the social network with the Winklevoss twins. I, I think it's, it's so good. They're on camera together an awful lot. Very often, if anything, they're rarely not on camera together. And you don't really notice. I, I You know, and I don't know I didn't put it higher. I didn't even realise they weren't played by twins. Before I even knew who um, Army Hammer was. I actually thought they were played by twins, and that's how good a performance it, it was. Um, um, I was going to say, and that's how I felt about my number two. Uh, my number two is Legend with Tom Hardy. Uh, even though this is probably my favourite film on the list, um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I was just so impressed with it. It just became such a free flow that you kind of, you, like I said about. Um, Austin Powers is almost like a better version that you just completely forgot it was the same person. Mm. Mm. And it's just an amazing, so well done. But um, yeah. My number two is um, Nighty Professor Eddie Murphy, mainly because, like, he's, 
very, very clever. It's, it's almost like the Back to the Future 2 dinner scene and on Coke. Um, <laughs> just a lot of them around the dinner table. Very, very cleverly done. And obviously he's playing like, does he play five or six people? Yeah. Which is just absolutely mental. Mm. Um, just how many characters play. He plays the mum, the dad, the brother. Oh, Hercules. No, he doesn't play Hercules. Granddad, everyone, everyone. All of them. There's so many of them. Um, And yeah, so uh, my number one, pretty much what you said, is is legend Tom Hardy. Mainly because, like, just, again, like, they look so different, but they interact with each other a lot. And there's a scene when they have a big punch-up and you're like, you can't even work out which one's the stunt double or, like, and which one's Tom Hardy. Mm. Yeah, no, it was so cleverly done. Yeah, and like I, I struggled with um, with one and two for sort of the reasons that you're saying, and um, obviously he, that professor got to my number one based on what you said with the um, the dinner table scene, mm. because it was just so many characters in one hit, and even though you, it was different because this time it, I did feel I was aware that they were all him. But it was just so cleverly done. It just, uh, it was just really impressive. Is it my favourite scene? Probably not, but I do admire the effort that would have had to go into that. It's one of the most memorable scenes because of all the the makeup as well and everything that comes with it. And they even got their own movie. They even got their own movie to do it. Yeah, Meet the Clumps. It's called Meet the Clumps. I don't know. No, Professor Two, the Clumps or something like that. Should be a long day for him again. Because each Mate. time it's different makeup and hours getting that set to research. When you find out, you can find out the director never knew, and he actually paid Eddie Murphy like six salaries. Oh, that'd be perfect. They never Imagine seen that. him again until <laughs> coming to America. Just coming out next year. So coming back to me. Oh, um, yeah, decent. Obviously, if you can think of any other performances by a single person, um, let us know. Yeah, and we don't mean Two Face. We do not mean old. Oh, Two Face made a great shout. Yeah. Oh, would that count? Would that count? Or um, Split. Split. Even though that is a very, very good performance. It's a great performance, but they're not insane. Um. So yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the show. If people want to get involved in the conversation, because we love the conversation, where can they find us on Twitter? They can find us on Twitter at Paul N. Griff Show. And if they're not about that Twitter life and they're more those Instagram kind of likey likey, want to see beautiful photos, where can they find us? You can find us at Paul and Griff Show. And of course, we are on YouTube now. Simply look for Paul and Griff Show. If you see a picture of our logo, there's a good chance that is up. Uh, we often post the top sixes at the time being just to get everyone a nice little feel so they can find us and subscribe. But we've got some. Pretty cool content coming up, so um, keep rising all that. I think. And if you see our logo, it's not us, tell us because someone's trying to be us. Scary, um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not scary at all, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. So, um, thank you very much for all your continued support, it is very humbling and uh, much appreciated. And I guess we'll be back next week. We will be back next week. Stay safe and catch you later. Bye.